0: Ready Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, a video game music podcast. This is episode world twenty-two uh, stage seven.
1: <laughs> Twenty-two-seven.
0: It's all, it's already yeah, it's already off the rails. And um, we're your hosts. My name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Purdue. And every week we listen to great video game music from all consoles and all generations. And we just pick all
2: timelines, all universes, all hemispheres.
0: All everywhere. And we pick a crazy topic and we try to find some excellent music to go with it. And, and last week's topic was probably one of the strangest topics that we've done. Although it's not out there as as far as music is concerned or games are concerned. Hmm.
2: It was just unexpected. Yeah.
0: Unexpected from the guest as well um, for, for them to, you know, call me up at one in the morning and say, I got it. Animal husbandry. There's plenty of games <laughs> about animal husbandry. Let's just do it. Um, and that was a lot of fun. But then another email came through from another uh, friend of ours and, and, and the host of a podcast that I really enjoy listening to, which is a uh, KVGM, the last wave we have Hammock on the show today.
3: Hammock, hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, all right. how
0: are
2: hey, you? Just get this out of the way. I'm only doing it that one time. Otherwise, we'll all be dead from me making
3: that sound. This episode. I'm good. Thanks yeah. for having me back on the show.
0: Yeah, this is um, this all works out. We're all very, very distant from each other. So this way, um, you know, there's no, there's no problems. Um, I'm, I'm jealous of your haircut. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's like i'm jealous that you were able to cut your hair I'm, having trouble here. I'm, I'm ready just to just to just to take a razor to the whole thing yeah tell me about it. i mean whoof, my hair's all over the place over here <laughs> I, I can't do anything take with your it. word for it <laughs> oh yeah the smoking man image still well i'm also bald so can't do much it. i do shave it nonetheless i just cut it but the beautiful thing is like I'll get to everyone's like, oh, man, my hair is all over this. Wolf I got to take care of this. And I'll just take a razor and just like blindly shave it. So the real issue is not so much the bright, the lining and stuff. It's just missing patches because then you go to work and everyone starts calling you patches. That's a problem. Yeah, and
0: you don't want to be like that Um, that one meme with the guy on the bus and it says Afro loading and like half the hair is coming on.
2: <laughs> I need to see this meme clearly. because i have never seen never, No, oh, but I great. want
0: to. It's great. He's um, he's he's you know he's got the mare, the, the classic male pattern baldness, but the uh, the afro on the back is just huge. <laughs> it's like halfway there.
2: I also like the thought that I can honestly believe that if I dream hard enough, my afro is in fact loading, and it just it just takes time to grow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's there. It's 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 just aspiring to be what you want it to be. <laughs>
2: so before we get in the topic, let's talk about what we're all playing. Let's get let's get some. Let's get some lay of the land out
0: there. Okay, I well, I am still playing Control. I am at the end of the game. I, I love the, the the how mysterious and crazy it is. I like all of the special like telekinetic powers. It makes you feel really good. And the, and the characters are really interesting. The problem is, is that I'm really bad at shooters and games that are three-dimensional, so it's taken me a long time to get through. But now that I'm at the end, I know that there's lots of fighting to do and i can't do it and so i'm putting it down and i don't know if i'm going to pick it back up again don't
2: pick it back up you, I, you got to just grind or something there's gotta be some game-breaking mechanic you could apply
0: uh, there's, i know i mean the sad thing is is that the 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 walkthroughs that i've read for the end say oh well you get to the end and it's just more of the same super easy combat and i'm like come on man i'm trying <laughs> <Hey>. my best <laughs> <laughs> well you call it easy ain't easy. I stopped playing video games after Sonic. <laughs>
2: um, no, after Rise Star.
0: After Rise Start. What about you, Pernell? I know, I know you got some stuff lined up, right?
2: Yeah. Um. Still tag teaming La Mulana Two with Carlito. I keep calling him that. I think it's amazing. That's his name to me now. <laughs> but um, I'm playing that with him. We're at actually at the final like fifth of the game. Like we could be done in the next weekend. It's that close. But unfortunately, or fortunately. And I think Hanuk will appreciate this because of our earlier conversation. I'm also playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> and that game, I don't understand why that game does what it does. It gets into you. But theres it's not even a game. You are literally getting up, going outside of your house, doing menial chores to earn money... Pay off your house. (laughs) Then, when you're done that, you have to earn more money to expand your house and pay off loans to keep expanding the home. As far as neighbors are concerned, eh, you got to entice them to come to your town. They don't just move in, you have to ask them to show up. And you got to mine for all the stuff you use to build your tools. and, And then, it's just selling things and contributing to a music. It's chores the game. And then, the last and most disastrous element of the game, at least for me, but it's also my favorite part of the game. It's the glorious stalk market. So, are you familiar with the stalk market, Hammock? I am not, no. All right. so, in each game, everyone gets like a fruit that they can get off their tree, shake, and sell. And you can get fruit from other people's games, shake off their trees, and sell them. And they have different values depending on if you sell them in your town or someone else's. Those fruit never expire. You can hoard those till the cows come home, bury them, whatever but then there's something called a turnip. Turnips can only be bought on Sunday morning <laughs> between like eight and noon.
0: Tell me about the turnips Pernell. tell me. Now the,
2: now the <laughs> turnips, they all started at different prices. Like they're not even a confirmed price when you buy them. They can be like 70 per or 90 per or whatever, and you just stack them up. And their sole purpose is to flip sometime during the week at the shop for either a profit or a loss. So twice a day, the prices get updated, And you're just constantly checking to make sure you're not missing a huge boom in the stock market. You got to make that profit. But since the odds are not necessarily in your favor, that means you got to talk to your friends, too. Ask your friends, hey, man, what's the stock prices looking like in your tail? Can I come visit? Did you get a boom? Because I need to visit right before this episode, even. A friend of mine in Baltimore was like, hey, man, my stock's up 400 per turnip. I was like, I gotta get in that town. <laughs> don't you got an episode? It's like, it can wait. <coughs> so is, is,
0: is this what's appealing to you? Is this why you're considering it? No, <laughs> I mean, it,
3: it sounds like too much like real life. You know, yes! Pay off loans and go into work, and it's like, uh, I don't know if I wanna do that with my video game experience.
2: <laughs> that is literally the game. You decorate your house, but since your storage space is limited, you typically end up with clutter. Homes. Um, you, I mean, you gotta tend to the tail because if you don't, weeds will pile up, and then you'll get a poor rating from the homeowners association. Yes, there's a homeowners association in the game. Uh, it's it is literally chores. The game, and yet the appeal is insane for people. Like anyone who ever asks, is like, "Do you enjoy Animal Crossing?" I'm like, "No," but do you like playing it? I don't know how to answer that.
0: Well, I because think, I, I think there's a lot of appeal to it now because we want more of that normalcy. And so if Mm-mm. this is like normalcy, the game, then and also like hanging out with your friends, then that's, that's like something we really need right now.
2: I think what I genuinely wish an Animal Crossing would do, and I think would actually expand the multiplayer experience, is if you could buy games to play in-game when people visit your town. Like specifically mm-hmm. you have to invite them to your town, and while they're there, you can play board games or card games or even like little cheap Nintendo games or something. But that would be just cool. an excuse like to game, be in the same
0: and, town. You get together and do game and watch. You know, that'd be kinda neat. Yeah, like, like I'd like, be all yeah, over that.
2: Yeah, that'd be kinda cool. I, um, how about you, Hammock? Because I'm I'm all jumping around talking all night.
3: <laughs> uh well, we've been my wife and I have been playing a lot of beat-em-ups because she found out about beat 'em ups uh through Streets of Rage 2. So we've been playing a lot of Streets of Rage 2, a lot of Sengoku 3. And a lot of wind jammers. So, oh,
0: cool! Yeah, yeah, wind jammers. Like hitting is the classics.
3: Fun. Oh, it's a lot of fun. It's yeah. A lot of fun. So, yeah, just two player games that are fun and easy. Um, so that's kind of been my bread and butter lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I, I was playing Bloodstained for a while, and I kind of hit a point where I haven't gone back to it. And yes. I, I want to, but I just I haven't. So, was it was a sick.
2: technical thing, or just kind of got tired of the of the role of the system, the the loop that you get into, or?
3: Uh, no, I mean, I, I was having fun, and uh, I got to a boss that I was having really difficulty beating, so at that point I just kind of put it on hold for a while and played some other things, and I just haven't picked it back up again. But yeah. I, I want to. I mean, it's pretty fun. Nice. I, I loved Castlevania Symphony of the Night, so, you know, that kind of fills some of that for me, but um, yeah, there, there are some weird technical glitches and stuff that isn't so much fun, but... Yeah, we'll see. Maybe. Well, I'll, how
2: about yeah. you and Rob motivate each other to complete, <laughs> accomplish, get over the hurdle of your respective games, and then see the end of them together.
0: I'll do it. I mean, especially now that like I'm, I'm not like spending time out doing other things, so might as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing a lot more DDR now, though, but that's just because I have it in the basement and I just do that anyway. But I'm actually going to be streaming that now. I'm. I have a. I have everything set up downstairs, so. Be um, glad you have it, I'll man. I'm announcing that.
2: Um, it's 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 a terrible time when you want to play pump it up, but you can't. So you might find yourself doing phantom steps, like you're just sitting around the house. Like no, I've seen that. I've seen that
0: on on Facebook. On there's a DDR group that I'm a part of, and there's people who are outside and they draw a like four squares in chalk on the ground, and then they sit back on their trash can as like a bar <laughs> it's really silly they
2: okay, haven't gotten that bad yet thank yeah. heavens but it's, it's coming uh,
0: people are wanting to get their arcade fix um all right so let's talk about the topic because hammock you said let's do like family sitcom or 1990s sitcom sounding and we've run into some music like this before where it just sounds like it just it's straight out of like an opening to family ties or something crazy like that. And, uh, but doing a whole episode about it is just a, a brilliant idea. Um, did you come across this on your own show? Just like this is going to be good or, or how'd that happen?
3: Yeah. I mean, with my own show, I quite frequently come across these tracks that sound like openings to sitcoms. And, and there's kind of an in, in joke with the show about, you know, golf sitcoms or you know whatever the the game is baseball sitcoms that have these themes and so I thought you know there's so much of it out there that'd be fun to just kind of put it together into a show and just focus on these you know cheesy but nostalgic kind of tracks.
0: That's a great idea like I want to um, come up with like a fake sitcom for every one of our songs today. Yeah, <laughs> We don't have to like come up with character names so I mean I'm sure Purnell can come up with names off the top of his head but but some kind of like Family unit going through a struggle, but everything's cool, and um, and a, and a lot of laugh tracks. It's just
2: driving me nuts, because I swear, like, I've had the experience, like, this is totally an opening show, opening song or a song for this, but then when the topic was a topic, it all went flush. So it was almost like a reboot, like, okay, I gotta I gotta come up with these gems, they're out there, <laughs> where are they? And I was, oh, I was mining, man. I'll,
0: t- I'll tell you where I found a lot that was gold, was Cutem uh, Ups, Arcade Cutem Ups really yeah yeah and um, on the on the TG16 or the, TG, uh, the the PC engine CD a lot of stuff a lot of Jap- Japan only stuff I think we all kind of went in that direction anyway um, so let's start with some music uh, hammock why don't you pick your first track
3: yeah sure so this is from a game that has a really great soundtrack a lot of variety uh, it's called police knots um, it was released on a, a number of consoles the PlayStation Sega mm-hmm. Saturn pc 98. Uh, This track is called Girls, and the composers on this soundtrack include uh, Motowaki uh, Furukawa Mm -hmm. and Koichi Namiki.
0: listening to the track girls from the game police knots that was released on the playstation the sega saturn pc98 composed by motowaki furukawa and koichi namiki and wow this has got this is this is drenched in that that feeling i mean even down to the fake horns that's awesome that's so i tell
2: you the good. first show it gate it came to mind for some reason when i was listening to it remember night court <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I just got vibes for Night Court. It even had a sound moment in it that could have totally been like the ender, like Bip, bit, it It to <laughs> have been the show starting actually, up and then I, it rolled into the next part.
0: I got that too. It's um it's really early in the track. Um, did you? I wonder if this actually loops, or maybe if it maybe, maybe it doesn't loop and it actually that's like an ender before like the end of a cutscene or or something. Um, did you get that feeling at all?
3: No, I don't think it loops. Yeah, I think it's just it's a pretty short track, and I think it maybe you know at the end of a cutscene or mm. some part of the game. But
0: it sounds cool looped though. Like like it's a like it's a band kind of giving you like a yeah we're not finishing the track but we're we're gonna keep going. Um, That's
2: what you want. It's like it definitely has that. Like it it has a process. If it was like a, if it was played during an FMV, for example, it is designed to fit the scene from mm-hmm. beginning to end. And even the did did it was probably like right when the scene was preparing to end. And they wanted to hit you with that last note This is yes, get back to that game.
0: All right, so I think this show is all about um, a a guy. I think he's a doctor. He's a doctor, and he's separated from his wife and his family. um, And he is trying to... Um, Make a start in a new city. Yeah, start in a new city. Um, and the city. But has, his
2: dog talks. <laughs>
0: I, almost said, <laughs> I almost said talking dog, but I swear I could say that on every song. <laughs> so the a
1: talking
0: a, it's a, dog. It's a, it's a it's a it's a doctor in a new city. Let's let's say that he is in Indiana, okay. and um, and he's trying to get back with his family. Yeah, he's trying to be cool. He's trying to be like the cool the cool stepdad. Yeah. But he moved to a new city! How could he do both? And he's Skyping them.
2: <laughs> oh, mercy. I see. He's Skyping his family. Come to Indiana. We've got fish.
0: Oh. oh I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's the baseline that's giving me that feeling. I mean, because like you said he got like a night court thing. I think that's the piano, huh? It,
2: it, it definitely has a night court, he's saying. Like, yeah. what do you think, Hammock? Any, any, any sitcom bubbling taking place over there?
3: Yeah, I mean when I first heard this track, you know, it definitely has that kind of late eighties, early nineties quirky attitude. So I kind of thought a little bit like Seinfeld, just a little bit like that. <laughs> um, but I mean the game itself is already kind of a sitcom. I mean it's basically Lethal Weapon in space. So there you go. The premise is right there.
0: <laughs> isn't isn't Police Not is that was Police Not an anime, Purnell, do you remember?
2: Now I don't think it was an anime, but it definitely was uh, oh. Japanese anime at the Japanese anime style for like the yeah. for I think the I most of the video and stuff in the game. Proper. I think
0: I get it confused with like uh, Dirty Pair, like that old school like nineties.
2: Oh yeah, I remember Dirty Pair. That was good. There was a lot of like random like cop pairing shows in anime back then. Like I still love Tank Police, but most of the bunch. Uh, was,
0: so. There was even a Tenshimoyo um spin-off.
2: It was, oh, was oh, it? Her, Kiyoshi and Mione uh, Miona and Kiyone and
0: Mihoshi. That's I am never going to remember their names. I hardly <laughs> well, remember Tenchi Moyo. Um, but yeah, there were, I remember there was a spinoff where like there were, uh, there were cops in space. Um, this would work Salt for crime. Solving Yeah, Solving and and Maybe
2: their old friend Tenchi would come in and wish them luck.
0: And they didn't have a talking dog, but they did have a rabbit slash cat that turned into a spaceship.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's called a Cabot.
0: A Cabot, yeah. Well, what a weird show. Um, okay, so Purnell, what's your first sitcom?
2: Well... I was going through the paces, came across this track, and it's just perfect. I had to go with it. So, this is the Emperor's theme, his untransformed theme from the game Magical Drop F. And it's composed by Masaki Iwasaki, Tatsuya Koichi, and Hiroaki Yoshida. And it's so, I love this for for a sitcom. Yeah, this this one's good. Back, you're listening to the Unpowered Emperor theme from the game Magical Drop F for the Sony PlayStation, composed by Masaki Iwasaki. i Iwas was so sorry, now you're too tatsui- close to the microphone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think we were fine before. Don't even worry about it anymore.
2: All right, we'll have to do just like some sound tests or something later on. All right, welcome back. You're listening to the Unpowered Emperor theme from the game Magical Drop F on the Sony PlayStation, composed by Masaki Iwasaki, Tatsuya and and Hiroaki Yoshida. I heard this track and this isn't even my favorite track in the game. But for the purpose of this episode, it was it's perfect to me. It's hmm. it is the epitome of well I won't go epitome, but it's up there as far as video game tunes go, as far as sounding like a comedic sitcom opening. Oh, definitely like,
0: comedic. Uh, if any if any if any of these sitcoms is gonna have a talking dog, it's this one. <laughs>
2: At one point, it was like just like the Rhythm and Pixels opening or something like. Welcome back to Rhythm and Pixels, the game show. Yeah, I was Come getting join game in the show. Come the fun! Yeah. <laughs> we what, got what, songs what, and what you, jingles and tunes. We got quizzes galore. <laughs> that Rob loves just play with
3: us You can just go nuts with it. What, what do you really think,
0: Hammock? It? Do you think? Um, do you think? Uh,
3: a game show. Yeah, that was the thing—is that a lot of these tracks, these sitcom-sounding tracks, could double as game show themes. Mm-hmm. Because there's that cheesiness with the horns. But oh,
2: no, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like this is a game show. I'm thinking like, uh, like a funny show, like, like, uh, I don't know, like, think of like the Mister Belvedere theme. Now <laughs> that one was well composed, but it was also very goofy mm-hmm. in its actual execution. It had like a freaking like tuba, <laughs> <laughs> like. It didn't even try to mask the fact that it was a comedic jingle. Yeah, this but. sounds
3: I mean this sounds like a family sitcom of uh, you know former circus performers that now are trying to live a normal life outside of the circus and they buy a yes. farm and they live on a farm and <laughs> they do yeah, they have a talking dog that was part of the act and now he's just a normal farm dog um, and it's just living with the country folks but they're circus performers. There you go. And they're
2: trying to hide the fact that they were circus performers. So someone walks in their, in their stable and come across an errant whoopee cushion. Like, oh, crap, hide the cushion. And then when they put it under the horse, the horse steps on. It's like,
0: now What's that
2: sound? Sounds like, distinctly like a whoopee cushion.
0: There's the um, no, the, that's just me, the beat. There's that accordion sound that they're using in, in the song. And But there's like a pitch bend, like in that melody, like early on. That's like,
1: brr. Like that's
0: <laughs> something yeah, about right? it is that is really sad. Like everything else is fine, but that it goes off just a little off key just for a second. And like that's that's the circus performers down on that's their the line. circus, yeah, yeah. They're sad, sad, sad clowns.
2: <laughs> I, think, well, I mean, wouldn't you be I me? Mean, you were a star circus performer, and now you're tending crops, and you can't you can't tell jokes about it. You can't even laugh. You're out there tilling the fields. Like, wouldn't it be great? If one of these corn stalks actually held a can of seltzer and it just sprayed you when you went to pluck it, it would be yeah. perfect. With a scarecrow,
3: not. you could have a scarecrow with, uh, you know, um, confetti coming out of it instead of hay. <laughs> that would be great. Be like a party, a party crew. He
2: doesn't scare. He makes you want to dance. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: party right. Party crew. So um, my first track is coming from a cute 'em up game, which is the mixture of shoot 'em up and cute cutie characters. This is called Harmful Park from, uh, it says arcade and PlayStation one only composed yeah. by Hitoshi Sata. And this is the mini, the music for the mini game menu. So, so this must only be on the PlayStation. then. so it's a series of mini games and this is the menu for the mini games. The soundtrack, actually the soundtrack for this game across the board is really, really good. It's funny it's, enough.
2: I actually have that downstairs. The game itself. Well a uh, ROM of it. But oh, yes. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's really cool. It's it's really interesting. It's it's along the lines of um Parodius with all the insane characters and, and weird things going on. But let's take a listen. This is mini game menu composed by Hitoshi Sata.
2: <laughs> oh, I love how it actually
0: had an ending yeah. I finished it at the ending. That's perfect. That was the mini-game menu from Harmful Park for the arcade and PlayStation 1 composed by Hitoshi Sata. And if you can't see a cast of characters scrolling by with their actor names and smiling at the camera and, you know, driving in their cars and going off to work, like, that's that's what this song is. This this is everything.
2: <laughs> it was even ripe for, like, an actual jingle, like, the, sto- the story was writing itself. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a guy who had just lost his job, okay. and he was walking down to the beach in a bit of a stupor, and he came across a woman who had amnesia who was wandering the beach, and he decided he wanted to help this person out. So, despite his own current inadequacies, he decided to <laughs> help her find her way. She became they became friends, and the entire show is about him trying to help her remember her past. Ooh. But also realizing he's now in love with her.
0: Oh wow. And his name is Jackson and her name is Jacqueline. It's called It's called <laughs>
2: Jackson and Jacqueline. And it's called <laughs> Jack
0: and Jack. Making it happen.
2: <laughs> oh god, in the big city. Oh my god. And, and, <laughs> and, and there's a talking not there's a talking uh not a dog, it's a talking seagull. Oh a
0: seagull. Uh-huh. Oh, okay.
2: Who perches on his windowsill sometimes.
0: And it's voiced by Danny DeVito.
2: <laughs> oh now that would def- oh, that'd be some griminess right there. Sweet, sweet grimy. Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, there was I'll um the So I've been watching a lot of old TV. Um, on Hulu, there's like this there's like this network or station that plays like old. Uh, it plays a um, uh, Little House on the Prairie and stuff like that. And so I've been watching a lot of Columbo, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and it's it, it's been on the air for so it was on the air for so so long that it, one you get to see Peter Falk age and age and age. But the um, the stories themselves they get grimmer and grimmer. So I guess as the as the years went on, they felt like they could make um, darker episodes, more violent episodes. And was
2: Columbo also getting more and more embittered as the show went on? I was like, I'm getting real sick of this no, stuff. No, Every, I,
0: there's I, I think, always
2: another murder.
0: As I think he had a hand in writing it and stuff. So like, we were watching the end of. We just turned in on the on the end of one of them, and it was it was grisly. Like a, a woman was murdered. there were bears involved. There was a woman was murdered and a guy was rushing in. Um, he had kept another woman like as like a hostage in the house and she was chained to a wall and it was awful and the police rushed in and they shot the guy um, and then there's no blood but it was like, it was really grim and then Peter Falk looks at the camera and like kind of shrugs and then the music that played was like circus music. I
1: swear. <laughs> it was like, it was like,
0: it was like they couldn't think of... Um, like, they didn't have any serious music for the end of the show, so they just played whatever they had. And it was it was so... It made it even worse. It was already kind of unsettling, and then it was really unsettling. Peter Falk smiling, holding a gun in his hand, and then, like, circus music playing.
2: We wanted him <laughs> alive, not dead! What do you have to say for yourself, Columbo?
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, nah, uh, one more thing. One more thing I gotta ask is... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Who's got that slide whistle and the, and the kazoo? Who's got the kazoo? We can make a TV show.
2: Speaking uh, of like weird random TV show, did you hear that Saved by the Bell is actually coming back?
3: Right? It's, I don't know. It's
2: coming back. Like,
3: it looks bad. It looks really bad.
2: It, it really does. And I gotta tell you, I can't. I still have to watch it, despite how awful it looks. I have to watch at least an episode or two because uh, the first thought I had when I heard about it was. Good. More episodes of Zach Morris's trash can get written. That's great for me. Um, and then the second thing was just that, where are they, where would they take Zach Morris himself? Like, what would they oh, do no, with no. that character? And I was like, I bet he's a politician. <laughs> he's the governor of California. <laughs> or he's in jail. No, that's just what they did. He, he's the. That's what they wrote him as. He's the governor oh. of California, oh, and the God. show centers around his spoiled son. Oh God,
3: who looks just like him?
2: Yeah, huh? It's so creepy. But well, other it. people have timeout powers now. It's not just him. I don't understand. That's weird. It's very odd. Uh, it just yeah, messed with me, though.
0: No no timeouts on the podcast, you know. You can't stop saying <laughs> timeout. Time out. <laughs> now, the one thing about podcasts is. Um, Rob
2: seems to think there's no special thing as a timeout, but I showed him when I just did it. But at the same time, I also
0: want to keep the show moving. So time in. Time in. All right. Uh, Hammock. So, what's your next track?
3: Alright, so this is from the game Tetris with card captor Sakura, Eternal Heart. It's on the PlayStation. Uh, the composer is Takahiro Wakuta. And this is sound number five. Alright.
2: I hope it's Mambo.
0: <laughs> no, it is
3: not. A
0: little bit of Sakura in my life. And we're back. That was sound 05 from the game Tetris with card Captor Sakura Eternal Heart. Card Captor Sakura was Sakura. Sakura <laughs> was filmed in front of a live studio audience. It was including <laughs> Takahiro Wakuta.
2: <laughs> Seriously, this man, oh. he brought he brought he brought the topic because he knew that he had the means to light it on fire. Yes. And holy cow.
0: <laughs> so, um, if our listeners they if they haven't checked out your show, a hammock kvgm, the last wave. If they like tracks
3: like this, like this is what your show is all about, right? It's all about this. It's all about the sitcoms, the horns, you know, the cheesiness to an extent. Yeah. So yeah, you're, if you're digging these tracks, then definitely check out the show.
0: Yeah, because you're you're like a magnet. Like you just you you just you sit there and like like and, and saxophones and flutes just like kind of gravitate into your orbit. <laughs> he yeah, serenades. Stick to me. I don't know. He how you're serenades this the stuff. instruments
2: it's yeah. the other way around. But like I this this oh actually since you was your pick I'm curious what was your take on this? what is your sitcom vibe from this Ramajam
3: um you know this one for me it straddles that line between sitcom and game show uh, hmm. but it definitely has like a 70s sitcom vibe oh yeah i yeah. mean it sounds a little bit like home improvement too to extent. <laughs> <laughs> but you know instead of tools you got magic cards um, oh yes so for me the vibe is you know 70s um you got this guy who works at the uh <laughs> at a taxi company yeah and yeah. he uh You know, he drives a taxi Uh and then he gets hired to be a stunt driver on a um, big movie (laughs) and he ends up uh, becoming a movie star, but he can't act. He's an awful actor. So it's kind of his, uh, you know, going in through different movies and driving taxis on the side and being a stunt double on the other side and then just being a terrible actor. So I think the main comedy is in how bad of an actor he really is. I like that.
0: I can see uh, Nathan Fillion. He could play that role. Yeah. X, you know, because he's a big dude. He can be X uh, um, stunt guy. We're driving a taxi. He's got, you can act poorly. I mean, not that he's a poor actor, but he can act really well as a bad actor. That'd be really funny. Just
3: just constantly messing up his lines. And then, you know, maybe there's a little bit of a romance between, uh, you know, the makeup artist or somebody on set. And maybe, maybe she's trying to improve his acting skills so that he can get, you know considered a very serious actor instead of just a very serious taxi cab driver. There's only one rule: don't fall in love.
2: <laughs> <laughs> see, I love. To see, now I'm wondering. Now I like your idea for a show better than the one I came up with. at This point of view that sounds really cool.
0: Well, you you but, called out Murphy Brown early on, and I had like a really really early like early '80s uh, Cosby vibe. On that, on that, on that saxophone lick, because like mm-hmm. the um the little they're like these little phrases. It, the saxophone came like came on full on much later, but there's these little phrases that just kept popping up. And I'm like it's just it's just like speaking. It's like hey, hey, this is a sitcom.
2: <laughs> the Funny it. part is I I had like a starting point, and then the thing that came to mind later. I'm not even sure if it fits the music anymore, but it was basically the premise was a guy who was an FBI agent. Mm. And, of course, as a result of being an FBI agent, he was a very gruff and, like, dry. And he lived in a penthouse apartment, because, of course, he would. And he had two sons who thought that their dad was very lame and weak-sauce. Like, what a <laughs> loser of a dad we've got. And, of course, since he's an FBI agent, he can't tell his kids all the crazy stuff he's had to deal with, so he just looks lame to them. So he realized, I gotta come across as being a little bit core to my sons, especially now that I'm nearing retirement. So he decides to take up Magic the Gathering. He figures if he can become a pro Magic the Gathering player, his sons will have to love him. But then what he doesn't realize as he goes into the scene is that he stumbles across another high-level case that he has to solve. Mm. But he has to keep his kids safe, too. And he also has to keep everyone out of the loop of the fact that he's playing Magic because... All of his friends will think he's lame if he, if he finally he's doing it, because he's supposed to be an FBI agent. He's supposed uh, to be cream of the crop. So it's I like this weird, it.
0: like, dynamic. I love the through line of, like, Magic the Gathering. Like, the, the, <laughs> the father trying to be cool, so he's playing Magic the Gathering to be cool. For
2: his kids! It's for his kids!
0: He's doing it for the kids, man. Also, he has a talking cat. <laughs> I'm down with that, but, like, uh... uh yeah, but like they, they they um, you know how like they do those those really old '60s shows where they put like a person's mouth over the actual image. <laughs>
2: oh God, <laughs> I always hated that. But
0: with a lot of teeth, a lot of extra teeth that don't need to be there, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you don't know why. Like it's supposed to be a funny show. Um, okay, uh, Pernell, we're on to your second track.
2: All right. Uh, of course, as this goes, this is a very difficult choice for me because I always pick more than I need for the show.
0: Yeah, I ended up picking a lot too. Um, I have a hard time narrowing it down.
2: Oh my god! How do I do this? Um, give me the which one do you think I should pick, Rob? Just choose. Just say the letter, the first uh, letter of it.
0: I'm gonna say F. And I don't even know what that song. I don't even know what this what this game is.
2: Okay, I am gonna mention the other track because I had a all, uh, idea behind why I wanted to pick it, or maybe I can be the ending track for the show. Yeah, no, no, the other one could be, but this one, it just sounds good. Okay. So, the track title is called Squiggleville, and it's from the game Fancy Pants Adventures, and it's composed by Gear Arnold and Tommy L.M., Welcome back you're listening to squiggleville from the game the fancy pants adventures composed by gear arnold and tommy lm now this one it's harder for me to pinpoint because this doesn't seem like the kind of track that would have lyrics on its opening it would be the opening to a show but the opening would be lyric free but it would definitely be a family sitcom it would involve you know just seeing the family go about the day you know just like the parents and the, the 15 kids, because every family sitcom has more kids than a sustainable income could possibly manage, but that's how it would work out. You know, you'd have, like, four boys and four girls, and then the one who is a boy during the day, but he's a girl at night, and then vice versa. Um, that would be the, that'd be like the, 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 the wacky element. Like, oh, it's like Ronma, but not. And, um, it, it just would be, but at the same time, the parents know but no one else does. So he actually, the kid actually has two different identities, and they have to fulfill both roles throughout their life. And it'd be, it'd be such an interesting show. And of course, they have like weird competitions between the kids, and during the right times, like now we have the advantage because we have a sister with us. And it's just, God, it'd be weird. Also, they have a talking mouse. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I would want. I feel like. I'm in, the, I'm in this weird world now, when it, when it comes to television in general. I don't know if you guys are in the same way that or not, but... I want the weirder the premise, the better at this point. Like, I get the desire for like, here's a guy who's a lawyer, but he just wants to have fun too, you know, but... I want weird shows. I want shows where the guy's like, he... He, I don't know, he, he fell down the stairs, and when he, he went into a coma, and when he came out of the coma, he realized that he had the mind of a 15-year-old again. And he wanted to live his life and have fun, but his wife is upset because she's like, "No, you get your ass to work!" And I don't know, just bizarre premises. I don't know. I want more of that stuff.
0: Uh, Hammock, are you watching any uh, any TV now? Is there anything that's that's catching your attention? Um, um
3: wacky. Yeah. yeah, wacky. Not so much. Wha- well, actually, uh, uh, there's a show. It's a British show called Peep Show. Yeah. Oh. And yeah, so. I had only seen maybe a handful of episodes back in the day, but uh, I got my wife onto it, so we've been watching that. And that's really funny, really quirky and, and kind of a funny premise. And other than that, I don't even know, we've wrapped up some shows recently, but we've been watching a lot of older shows. We watched all of Cheers Oh, ooh. into all of Frasier. Excellent. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I tried to get my wife into Seinfeld. She didn't really... The first couple of seasons are pretty rough. As yes. Is. So I think you need to kind of move to like season four um, but she likes curb your enthusiasm so that's you know oh. similar sense of humor yeah they're, they're both
0: they're both Larry David so that's yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Seinfeld um. is a show that to this day I don't
2: understand what the trigger was for me to like it because mm-hmm. when at first I didn't watch it because you know social social norms in my area were like you can't watch Seinfeld or whatever. but then eventually I started watching syndication and I just Something about it clicked. I think it was just the fact that situations that were normal were just exaggerated for the purpose of the show. And it helped that I came to quickly realize that none of the people on the show were good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> they're, pretty, they're all pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah Have you uh, seen Always Sunny?
3: I, I've seen a handful of episodes. I haven't seen a lot of it. But that was someone that I couldn't get into.
2: I can definitely understand it. It's a very heavy show in that regard, but yeah. I think the reason I mentioned that was because I think that was the premise they were running on. To. It was like, "Hey, what if we take the Seinfeld mechanic, but then like ramp it up to like eleven or something, and see if we could pull it off?" Now, but.
0: yeah, Frasier is our is the show we like to put on TV like when we're going to sleep, and so I've watched like all seven or eight seasons like over and over and over again. Like it's like every episode is in my brain. Um, what we're watching now is um, there's this like really it's not it's not funny until it's really stupid funny, but most of the time the jokes are just really silly. It's called *Indebted*, and it's this this young family and they have this um their parents move in with them, but the parents are Fran Drescher and uh, Steven Weber from *Wings*, and they're hey, just, Fran Drescher is a new show. Yeah, yeah, she plays the this couple's parents, and like they're they're the standouts. They're so funny. Like all the other characters, all the other actors, they're fine. They're okay. But Fran Drescher and Steven Weber, they are hilarious. Like, they just they are they are totally in, in these characters. It's really funny. Um, Might
2: be looking at this darn show, too, then. Def, it's like,
0: definitely sitcom like, classic American, like, family sitcom But then they start, every once in a while, they start cracking these weird jokes, and you're like, can they get away with that? And they start to curse every once in a while, and you're like, wow, it's it's. Sitcoms odd. have changed. Yes, yeah, they've changed, but it's still goofy. It's still real goofy, so... Um, There's like a Melissa Joan
2: Hart show that I'm trying to finally get my butt off to start, um, like Melissa, it's called like Melissa and Joey or something like that. You know, one of Joey. those two names. <laughs> but like, I don't know why they called it that. I guess because that's the names of the characters. But I couldn't even really explain it much. I just got really geeked about the idea of Melissa Joan Hart because of a meme she shared recently regarding Clarissa. You remember Clarissa explains it all? Yeah. But, so I d- went deep. Down. I was like, I wonder if she's done any other shows after Sabrina because she was awesome. I was like, wait a minute, she's done like two. So now. I'm watching every. I'm like trying to find like the Melissa Joan Hart files. Like just watch all of her old shows. That or sounds
0: like a cool uh, police procedural, the Melissa Joan Hart files.
2: <laughs> she becomes <laughs> a crime solver.
0: Yeah, but yeah. She, but like she writes, she writes crime novels, and then she I also, also solves this, the crimes. Yeah.
2: I also want this to be a world where she did play Clarissa, and people know her as that. So she kind of embodies the role a little bit, oh, as cool. she's also Melissa Joan Hart. That would be this, great. The
0: music, the music, this Fancy Pants music actually fits with that idea really well, I feel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Melissa Joad Hart yeah. files.
0: All right, so I my next me. track comes from a game called Mado Monogatari. in Purnell. You might be interested in this because it is a first-person dungeon crawler RPG by the Compile uh, group. Compile the, And the characters from this game were spun off into a game you might know called Puyo it's Puyo. Puyo? Yeah.
2: I'll be Yeah. Dar- I'll be John Bram. I would play that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing that could exist.
0: Um, yeah, Carbuncle I had no idea. a dungeon uh, monster. But yeah, it was originally released in 1990 on the MSX2. Uh, Sega published a Game Gear remake based on uh, three of them and then the characters came in Puyo Puyo later on. That, that's It's really fascinating. Um, and this track that we're gonna listen to, excuse me, is called Lulu's Theme. This is for the Sega Saturn version. It's composed by Koji Inari, Kohayashi, Daisuke Nagata, and Shigaharo uh, Imano. Listening to Lulu's theme from the game *Mado Monogatari for the Sega Saturn, composed by Koji Onari, Kohayashi, Daisuke Nagata, and Shigahara Imano. And this is definitely a much higher tempo, much more more energetic uh, track. I'm, I'm imagining this has got like a beach theme uh, in, in the uh, in the sitcom. Um, so maybe it's I'm thinking brothers on the beach. Beach Brothers,
1: <laughs> that's the name of the show. Beach <laughs> yeah, the brothers.
0: Beach Brothers, and they're always they're 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 looking for jobs. Like one week they are um they're lifeguards, and the next week they're working at um they're they're making smoothies. You know, they're beach but there brothers. has to
2: be a big surf competition at some point yeah. in the show.
0: Surf, yeah, there's a surf competition episode um, where sharks and trying to jump over the characters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Wait, what? Actually, I can appreciate that. That just makes it harder to win, though. But they have to win because the proceeds of the prize money is going to go towards saving the local fry shop slash orphanage. <laughs> that's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they have to double up. It's a really small town. They have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, all, they're all doing double duty. Um, but yeah, the first of all, I love the. the, the I don't know if it's a cowbell or, a, or um, I don't know, a dinner bell that's like in the middle. And then the uh, that a uh, piano drag at the very end that like resolves the loop is just it's clever that they they do that because it just sounds like that the song is just gonna go on forever. Um, oh,
2: I forgot. There's also a talking hermit crab. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they keep him in like a jar.
2: He just hangs out with them like, oh no, guys, this smoothie business is yours isn't such a great idea. Oh, shut up, Hermie. Who's the voice?
0: Of, <laughs> <laughs> who's the voice of Hermy, the hermit crab? John Lovett. <laughs> John Lovett.
2: It's just perfect. Just, oh, just picture perfect.
0: him as a yes. hermit crab. John Lovitz as the hermit crab—that'd be really good.
2: Um, if not Bobcat Goldthwait; he'd be a terrible casting. No, no,
0: definitely not. Definitely not. Um, yeah, so I don't—I don't know much about this game, game, this game at all. But I knew that I had to look at for—I had to look at the Sega Saturn. Like that was the era of music that I wanted to look for. That kind of like early Red Book audio. I knew it was going to be something interesting was going to happen. Definitely, There's so many games on the Sega Saturn that never came out to the States or came out um, with the Western audience. Which so is many.
2: unfortunate, yeah. The system just kind of got cheapened, or you got cheated, because initially I think the price point didn't make it a hot seller in the States, mm. and then the PlayStation competition didn't make it much better, and then we hit that point where it was like they were just kind of struggling to hold on. But in Japan, the Saturn was doing great, which is why there's still a ton of games getting dropped over there.
0: Yeah. And when I was doing um, research on uh, PC Engine CD games, there was a ton there too. There were, there's a lot of uh, karaoke uh, PC Engine, like not games, but like applications and stuff like that. Which I, mm-hmm. I, I guess I shouldn't be surprised to see, but it was very popular. I love that Dorn system. Still the duo, still my favorite, my favorite of the bunch. Yeah, that uh, did. It was it a new one or did you get yours repaired? I can't remember. I got. I had
2: my original one, but then I lent it to family. I don't loan things to people anymore. (laughs) Shocker. But uh, it came back, damaged. The AC adapter was chewed up by a dog, and the sound wouldn't play anymore. Mm. Amongst other things, so I had to get it repaired and replaced and all kinds of junk. But now it works. (laughs) So it's an original 1993 Turbo Duo that just sits in my office, and I still play it
0: sometimes. It's a great system. It's so cool that they brought that to Western audiences, at least. Now, Um, here's my
2: question. I gotta ask this, though. Get it out of the way. So... Uh, I know this is your pick, but since we're at the end, we got to ask because it's generally a mental competition for us all. Hammett, you picked the topic. I know, of course, one to two of your tracks you had to have had in mind when you started the show, but they, all of your tracks are, were they already just, I know I'm going to pick these tracks, or did you have to do any deep dive into to find the stuff you were going to bring out today?
3: So I've got a pretty deep wellspring of tracks for my own show, and um, I have these that we're going to probably pop up on my show at some point mm. but then you know I kept hearing them and I was like man this is these are all really great sitcom tracks we should do a show with all of these sitcom sounding tracks because there's a lot of them and I know I've heard a few on your show and you guys talked about it and joked about it and I was like this would be perfect because there's so many good ones especially you know like Rob was saying on the Sega Saturn I had a bunch that I picked out there's this one game called Gals Panic SS and there's <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> that just one barely, barely missed the cut there was a really great one there um mm. But yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot out there. And, and so, yeah, well, you know, my show features a lot of this kind of music. So I had a bunch already picked out for future episodes, but made sense to play them here.
0: And I have a question for you also, and then I'll stop grilling you. But like, uh, how are you keeping track of everything? Do you have like a spreadsheet of just a, of, of like the smooth jams and they're rated from one to smooth? Or do you have like a, a <laughs> one database to somewhere? Yeah, I don't know how to say it.
3: Um, I just make a lot of playlists. So yeah. if I'm listening to something, I'll just you know add that song or add that track to a playlist, and then from that I can kind of build the playlist for the show. Oh, cool! And cool. I usually kind about... plan ahead, so I have like you know maybe three or four shows that are planned out ahead of time.
0: That's good. Yeah, that's not like us at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> so so, so out, what are we cream, doing? Tonight? Cream,
2: cream. Oh no, I'm eating this ramen right now. How about ramen songs? Yeah, ramen songs. You hear the ramen show. <laughs> But there we go. Creamery smooth to buttery smooth. There's your rating system. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And now I, I want to ask you one more thing, because Rob was like, I can't think of what I want to ask you, though. It's funny. Rob was like, we're gonna, we're done grilling. It's was like, no, medium well. Medium well. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I don't like rare. I like medium well. I'm sure like 90% of the audience is going to land fast meat for this. They're like, what the heck you want burnt meat for? <laughs> but I, di- I digress. I digress. Oh, I love this topic so much. This This, is great.
0: This is really, really good. But we're going to keep on going because I'm turning this track down. And we're going to go on to the bonus round, Pernell. Oh, bonus round. (laughs) We're going to the bonus round. I love love just hearing whatever comes out of your mouth every time I announce the bonus round. The bonus (laughs) round is where we play covers and remixes on our theme and arrangements on our theme. And any, any, any other kind of interesting tracks um, from, from maybe uh, side story games or just just weird anomalies that we find out there? And so I think we found some interesting tracks for this part of the show. Hammock, what, what did you got for us?
3: All right, so I went with a classic. Uh, this is from Super Mario World Arranged. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Super Mario Brothers theme. Uh, originally composed by Koji Kondo and arranged by Soichi, Nariki and the Mario Club band all right
0: like <laughs> they're all they all have mustaches right you have to have a big <laughs> mustache to be in that band
3: mamma mia
0: Okay. Wow. You just listened to the Super Mario World Arranged Super Mario Brothers. That was composed by Koji Kondo and arranged by Soichi Nariki and the Mario Club Band. And that was brought to us by our friend Hammock from KVGM The Last Wave.
2: Wow. Oh, my God. I I was bopping and
0: stopping hey. over here. <laughs> that took us on a my journey, soul- man. Oh, my yeah.
2: silhouette was moving. You could tell. <laughs>
0: Um was there, is there is there more out there from the uh from this uh the the was it the Mario Mario band? The Mario Club band,
3: that you know? Of? Um I don't know. I I know that this album, this Super Mario World arranged is very good. There's a lot of really good tracks on that. Mm. Uh, very smooth, um uh, some really funky stuff. But I don't know. I don't know about the Mario Club band where they're at now, what they're doing.
2: I do know I'm going to find the rest of this album cuz holy cow. I was hearing like some I was hearing some stuff that I would typically gravitate towards without question. this is this was this was fire.
0: Yeah, the Mario Club band, um they were living with uh, Soichi Nariki, and then he wanted to go solo, and the band broke up. and then they all started a restaurant together. and that's this Sikov.. <laughs> 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 He's the drummer in the back. He's banging on the pots and pans.
2: Uh i think
3: i think the real missed opportunity was a sitcom with bob hoskins and john leguizamo as mario and luigi just them as plumbers you know you don't even need the mushrooms and the dinosaurs just those two hamming (laughs) it up while trying to run a failing plumbing company and then you know mario becomes an alcoholic for a little while that's part of the one of the little story arcs and luigi's gotta be like come on man let's go into this uh this pipe and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lady out. shows up. A lady shows up who's
2: convinced she's like a true princess, but in reality, she's just very delusional. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what? Though with Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo, that'd be kind of bizarre and funny. Like, I, would, I, would I would watch it. I would
2: watch that I, too. I feel like the thing that people do take away from enjoying about that old movie was their their acting as the brothers. Honestly, mm. so there you go. I think I would watch it. Yeah, I, I mean, watch. there's there's oh, nothing wrong
0: with that movie, honestly. I mean, I can't think of anything wrong with that movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, let, let's not go down that rabbit hole. This will be a whole other episode topic.
0: All right, Pranel, what's your bonus round track?
2: Well, I'll be flabby, straight up blunt. I could not come up with a cover. My brain was not having it, and I tried. Oh, man, did I try. But I will admit there's a small part of me that was delayed because of turnips. But ultimately, <laughs> at the core, I just had challenges. So I decided to go with a normal track. That I still think is a great ender, and it would be a good, like, episode, like, not even an episode, but like an actual series finale closer for a sitcom. And that comes from the game Ease, Book Two. And it is one of my old, old favorites. What the heck was it called? I sent it to you, Rob. Stay already- with, I think
0: it's-, it's called Stay With Me Forever.
2: Thank you, because I never knew what the heck the dang track was called. I just knew it was like, d doo, of the sound. So the original composer was apparently Maeko Ishikawa, mm-hmm. but it was then come, rearranged and composed by, not composed, but arranged by Ryo Yonimitsu, as he did for pretty much all really of these one yeah. and two on the Turbo Duo.
0: This is a Falcom Sound Team joint, is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right, let's listen.
2: Back, you just listened to Stay With Me Forever from Ease 2, the conclusion track from that game, composed originally by Mayeko Ishikawa and arranged by Ryo Yonimitsu. And I felt like that would be a very perfect series finale track. You know the types I'm talking about when it's not it doesn't just play at the end of the episode, it plays through the last like five minutes of the episode when they're all wrapping up the character arcs. Yeah, yeah. You know. And I was saying how like the arc would be something equivalent to you know the guy going to like basically the guy getting the big promotion when everything seemed like they were going to everything was going to be lost, their house was about to be foreclosed on, and he was banking on one final job opportunity he was hoping to get. It comes through, but he has to move to California to take it. But his son doesn't want to go to California. He wants to stay in his local hometown of like Ishikawa, Indiana, because he wants to, <laughs> he likes to see like the small town, quiet life, and he wants to go to school there. But he doesn't know what to do. But it turns out. Bait was in his favor because he was accepted to the local university, Ishikawa U. And uh, he was able to go there That's with dorm it. privileges so he has to move out of state. And he marries his high school sweetheart and he has a talking ferret. It's perfect. So I, the whole... F-
0: we have, have to track- call that back on on future episodes. Ishikawa, Indiana. <laughs> what, what, what are you, where are you majoring at Ishikawa University? Uh, you know, sociology, or psychology.
2: <laughs> Something, you know, yeah. typical stuff. But like, yeah, I just, I like the idea of trying to come up with like sitcoms in general. Like, it's one thing to actually sit and write like episode lines and stuff. That's harder, though. I will admit, I can't come up with episode like plot lines. Not necessarily write the whole thing out, but to just be able to say, here's a sitcom idea. I got one for you. It's a Martian, (laughs) but he wants to be human so badly, so he decides he wants to go to Earth and cosplay as an Earthling. But by mistake, his Earthling family and him get transported to his home planet. (laughs) So now he has to cosplay as a human, while also making his entire planet Wait. cosplay as humans to fool the humans into thinking that they're actually still on Earth.
0: What was that? What was that? That old that old '90s cartoon with the alien, and he was like an eco um, widget. Widget. He widget. The World Watcher. Oh my god. <laughs> Way
2: past cool.
0: That was a weird show, man. I don't know why that made me think of Widget. The Widget was yep. not trying to be human in any way. No, he wasn't.
2: He was trying to be everything but himself. <laughs> he was a freaking whale, a dolphin, a right. yeah, sprocket. Yeah. He could be anything he wanted to be. And he spoke with really bad 90s jargon or 90s slang. It was terrible.
0: That's radical. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> Wait, Pat, so My track is coming from the game Lunar, the Silver Star Story. Um was that place no, that was PlayStation Pranella or was it, it, was e- it was it was
2: everything it was, it was everything. on the Saturn Sega CD PlayStation <laughs> mm. Saturn I think I've been Saturn already it got re-released on the PSP <laughs> <laughs> It's got like so many re-releases they changed the name like things like Silver Star Harmony or what was oh, right.
0: Okay I wasn't sure I, I keep seeing different titles I'm wondering if there were sequels but um this is the opening theme called Wings and this is covered by a friend of our show, the wonderful and in- incredibly talented Amanda Laprie.
1: magical thoughts all things are real unless you dream them
0: That was Wings, um, the uh, the it opening yeah, the opening theme from Lunar the Silver Star Story, and that was covered and arranged by Amanda Laprie and uh, to me that felt like the ending of a of a sitcom. You know, it was like the ending track of a sitcom, and um, just fit really fit really perfectly uh, with me. And of course, you know, there's a bit of like a little guitar shredding at the
3: end because that's what she's gonna do. Um, it's pretty great. So, what do you think? I think it's cool it kind of has you know like that california dreams vibe yeah yeah so it could be like you know a high school situational comedy and this is like the big graduation and they're ah. all hugging each other and they're like oh yeah see you later and then they show up you know for the college years um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> they all end up in the same college in the same dorm oh i like that i like that a lot um, so this this is, um, I, I think she released this one three or four years ago, and um, most recently she has a lot of original music that's coming out, but she also did um, a collaboration with the Megas and on their um, their Belmonts mixtape, and she did a track with them called Vampire Killer, which is, I think, one of the coolest like Castlevania covers I've, I've ever heard. So so definitely check that out. So if you go to rhythmandpixels.com, we're going to have links to all of these artists, like Bandcamps and SoundClouds and... Um, Spotify links everywhere you can go and buy the music and support all of these amazing artists all right thanks for joining us on episode 22-7 of Rhythm and Pixels our uh, sitcom sitcom special I think we'll call it the sitcom special with Hammock from KVGM The Last Wave thank you Hammock yeah, thanks, thanks for having Hammock. me
2: back. It was wonderful having you here, Hammock!
0: <laughs> yeah, <You had laughs> do it one more time. time.
2: <laughs> had to do it one more time. Uh,
0: but like- Yeah, great great it, it, topic, um, great music. Like you're, every time, like, well every time, but the last time we had you on the show, it's just, you. you I'm, I'm blown away with uh, the quality of music that, that you found and, and, and share with us. And today is nice. definitely, definitely with us too. So, definitely feeling- I mean,
2: like, Honestly, it even makes me want to like, dig like even deeper because, It may not be a secret to a lot of people listening to the show that a lot of, if not all of my music picks, typically come from games that I've played throughout the course of my time. Like, it's just, I try to, that's why sometimes it gets really hard because, like, okay, of the thousands of games I've played, I gotta think of something, you know, but there's so much out there that I haven't played with music that I would absolutely enjoy and appreciate. And it feels like sometimes, like, this might be the time I've got a branch, I got a fair, what I can play for this show, what I would like for this show. And again, you brought some. You brought some fire today. Yeah. You brought some real fire. <laughs> but, like, I better cover, like, why the heck, I why this track yeah, is the so ender, this, though. This, because
0: this, like, this, uh, oh. this final track is called um, uh, Thousand Arms Between the Holy Fire Altar. And it's a little a little more chilling than than what I expected, Purnell.
2: Well, I'll flat out say that it may not be one-to-one what I was going for, but it was the closest I could think of. And I'm sure if anybody comes up with anything that comes to mind for them when I describe this, let me know. But um, this wasn't meant to be an opener or a closer to a ship. You remember back mostly in late 80s, early 90s sitcoms, they would always have these plot lines for episodes where the kids of the family would end up doing something really ridiculous or outlandish sometimes. Like, one of my favorites was always the kid being, I think it was Full House, where the kid was like being told they couldn't drive the family car. Mm. But the kid was like, no, I want to drive the car. So they accidentally drove the car into the actual house. They just smash into the house. And, uh, of course, hijinks and so they got to hide the damage or whatever. But then at the end, when the parents find out and it's time for the kids to get in trouble, the sappy music plays and the parent sits down with the kid. And he's like, oh. all right, son, <laughs> I know you drove the car into the front of the house, but I always taught you that stealing cars and then <gasps> vandalizing your own property is very wrong. So wait, I'm wait. sorry, so Dad. This, so this
0: music is playing when you and I... We, we sit hammock down on the couch and we go, you know, hammock, we told you um, not to go out to that party <laughs> with, uh, with all and, that smooth jazz. you came jazz. back
2: with all that great music. Yeah, all that Why s- did you
0: do <laughs> that? elevator music is just bad influence on the kids. It's
3: the, it's the devil's candy. I hope you've, learned,
0: hope you've learned your lesson.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, I just it's, wanted to borrow the car, Dad.
0: No, <laughs> it's okay. Remember, we love you. We love man. you, and we want you to but stay home and play violent video games with your family.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's how they always were. Like, no matter how bad the thing was that the kid did, it was never. I think I always reference the Cosby Show episode when the kid went to Wilmington and got in trouble. That's like <laughs> one of the only times I've ever seen the parent legitimately snap. Like, what the heck were you doing? But every other time it's like, we, we know you lied and stole money from the dresser and took a bus across the country to go to a concert that you wanted to see only to get locked up by the police mm-hmm. and have us have to fly across country to bail you out and then bring you back home. But you have to remember, we love you and we don't want <laughs> you to get hurt. That's why we do it, because we care. It's like, what?
0: As a kid no, as, like hearing Wilmington, Delaware, I and mean, we're from Wilmington being like, oh, that's so cool. But like now as adults, like it makes sense. Like You have to drive through our town if you're going go from like New fun. York or Philadelphia to anywhere else um, <laughs> but they actually wanted to have big fun big fun <laughs> big fun <laughs> oh man well, well I, this is this is great um, I think we need to have a follow up episode at some point Hammock with um, with like the, the detective show music or something like that I think, yeah. I think I think there's some I think there's some gold to be mined Oh, yeah. Buddy Kyle. And
2: now that I know that it's coming, I can, I can prepare for this one. It's, oh, it's going oh, to be Bernie, baby.
0: Totally. Um, could you tell our listeners a little bit more about your show? And, and if there's anything else you wanted to plug or talk about, um, now, now's a great time.
3: Cool, yeah. Uh, so my show is KVGM, The Last Wave. Uh, it comes out every Sunday, uh, just a 30-minute bite-sized fun of smooth video game jams from all consoles, all generations. Um, so, yeah, if you like these chill, sitcom sounding tracks. We got a lot of those. Um, a lot of saxophone on the beach. <laughs> and uh, Saxophone. A lot, of, a lot of Mahjong games and golf games. So, you know, the go-tos for smooth video game soundtracks. Totally. But Yeah, you can check out the website, kvgmradio.blogspot.com for more information, uh, past episodes, and track listings.
0: Great. That's awesome. And um, if you'd like to get in contact with our show, you can uh, send us an email. That's the best way to do it. Rhythm and Pixels at Hotmail.com um, And if you would like more information about our show and a full track listing from uh, for all of our episodes and access to all of our episodes, check out the website. Rhythm and Pixels dot com um, Go to uh, YouTube.com slash Rhythm and Pixels uh, We have uh, all, all of our episodes are posted there as well and we have a 24-7 uh, a stream of just radio station of 8-bit and 16-bit classics and deep cuts. It it was offline for a few days. I didn't realize it was off. And then I swapped the computer out that's sitting in the closet. And so now it's got some new visuals, but it's back online. Um, you can get those links on the website. Um, I have some things I need to fix onto it. So just to make it look a little slicker than where it is right now, but I'm happy with it. It's fine. Don't spill oil on it, man. That's going to damage it. Uh, I mean, it's an old laptop. I'm just, I'm always worried. It's just going to melt or something, but it's, it's in the closet. It's fine. It's got plenty of air. I'm not going to, I'm just not going to worry about it. I got enough to worry about It's, it'll be fine. (laughs) Um, I mean, my server, I mean, my whole um, thing, it's special. Anyway, uh, um. Yeah. So, and, and if um I mean, you'd like to uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, it's Rhythm and Pixels, all one word. And if you'd like to support the show, you know, just tell people about it. You know, talk about it on wherever you're at, um, at home. Um, tell your family when you're talking to your family. Tell them about the show. Um, get your kids listening. You know, get your kids listening to video game music from the '90s. I think it's important. I think it's important education. Um, I think it's good. Uh, it's it's a nutritional value. Um, is what's there for you. So check that out. Built with vitamin awesome. Yes, uh, but you can also support us in other ways. You can go to Patreon.com/Rhythmandpixels. There you get access to a monthly live stream of us recording the episode. Um, and our next live stream is going to be next Thursday, which is April the 30th at 7:30 p.m. Eastern. And our topic is positive jams. So if you have any suggestions for music tracks, you can um, send them to our email address or Facebook or you know wherever you can find us. Wherever you see our name, just just scream at your computer and we'll listen to you. Wherever fine podcasts are sold. <laughs> exactly. And um, you also get access to prequel episodes. It's just me turning the microphone on before anyone knows about it, and then um, and then you get little ten-minute bite-sized chunks before every episode. It's usually us just chatting about you know life or anime or anime life. Um, and we also like to thank every single one of you at the end of every episode. Um, we'll start with that Nick Walker, Mike Myers, and we have a brand new Patreon member, Taco. Thank you, Taco. Taco, 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 taco. Yay! Taco was actually the one who emailed me to let me know <laughs> that the stream was offline. So, thank you very much, Taco. Uh, also I'd like to thank Her- Harold Howard, Dave Taylor, Reinhardt Zelkova, Andreas Merlberg, Dan Lafton, Phantom Jest, Hey, hey, he's Steve got a killer. Oh no. No, it's fine. <laughs> I Uh Steve Miller, the Autistic Gamer 89, Cameron Worma, Christopher Shenstrom, Bobby Arson from One Up Funk. Wicked Sephiroth, Carlos from the Heroes 3 podcast, Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound version podcast um, you can also check out his uh, Twitch page which is Mibri64 uh, M-I-B-R-I-6-4 64, M-I-B-R-I 64, and most nights he's actually demo, he's, he's showing off um, uh, demos from the demo scene for the C64, it's really cool, uh, thank Brian Pitt Buttsbell, I want to thank Hammock
2: America! I have to. Yeah, from
0: KVGM The Last Wave and Johan Perez, Bruce Irons of the Mad Gear Band, Ed Wilson, the Prime VGM Minister of the VG Embassy podcast, Alexander Proudfoot, Davey Cakes, Das Dude, The Last weekend Bedroth of the VGM Very Good Music podcast, Kitsurido, Solus Sanctuary, Mix 6 Master, Damien Beckles, Joe Vasalo, OK Impala, Chris Murray, Christineerson, Alex, the messenger messenger, host of the messenger presents a VGM podcast and David Smith. So thank you all very much for your continued support of the show. It's, it's great seeing your names every week. Honestly, it's, it's really cool that you've stuck with us for this long on this crazy ride called life. And we'll see you. We'll see you next week. Everybody
2: same rhythm times,
0: (laughs) same rhythmic time same pixelated channel it's like um it's like we put every every single one of you all of you down on the couch to talk to you about the thing that you did that we we disapproved of but we still love you we still love all of you
2: <laughs> we're your family and we love
0: you <laughs> it's all family um so anyway thank you all very much for being uh, a part of our show it, it makes it makes uh it makes us feel really good and we really need that um so my name is rob nichols and i'm Pernell. and thanks again to hammock from kvgm thank you hammock
2: Thank you. All right, we'll Thanks see for you. hanging out with us.
0: Yeah, We'll see you next week. Thank you.
2: And remember, one of the cooler things about being on, or watching sitcoms, is coming across that really awesome main character, preferably awesome main character, realizing that, man, wouldn't it be awesome to be like that guy? He just kind of runs this whole show. He's such a great positive in the, force in this world. And, of course, even though we don't, we're all not necessarily on a sitcom, we are technically kind of the main characters of our own lives, respectively. So, It makes the most sense to be your best self. Be a good person in general. Be the person that you would expect other people watching your sitcom to want to love and admire. And one prime thing worth mentioning in recent events that's worth mentioning in regards to that, to be a quality person. Xenophobia sucks. Don't engage it. Be kind to everybody as people, not as collectives. It's just not kosher. Just be good to people. Don't be a jerk. We got enough to worry about right now. Don't add to someone else's souffle, salad, <laughs> taco. You know, basically, don't be a jerk. And everybody can live happily-ish ever after. <laughs>